see. The kick, it's long, it's strong. Haste Knights at home. We'll be breaking motors underneath our feet. He's within range now, a third bounce. He's hot, but he gets oh. it and he both kicks the goal of the day. On 88.3 Southern FM, this is Beyond the Boundary with Cal Bianco and John Donahoe. Good morning, hope you are well. This is indeed Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. What a time to be alive. We're getting around the halfway mark of football and before you know it, it'll be the end of the season, Donners. Hello, Carlos. How, How are you, going? mate? How are you going? I'm what great. A, what a win for DeLar. Oh, up and about Over the, the ladder leaders. Against Scob. Sorry, not the ladder leaders. We're the ladder leaders against Scob. Mm. There you go. You know what the difference was? What? They played earlier, the seniors. <laughs> <laughs> did they really? They did, yeah. Why? What was going on? Uh, there was a milestone game in uh, the uh, Magoos, so... They so played, the Magoos played the 2 o'clock game? They played the later. Yeah, it was sort of 2, 3-ish, like a really? weird time. Yeah. Strange. Very weird, but at the same didn't time... Didn't suits and Kevins. No. That's a tactic going it, forward. Yeah, I know. That's it. Dees, if you're listening, just play late, no, early every week. That's <laughs> yeah. it. 11.40, kick off the dew. So they must have just been fired up. <laughs> yeah, mate. I don't know. I don't know. Strange, but... I've got a no win, bias towards a, a win they needed to have. Yes. No, we were, you, so. you went to the school. You're a supporter. Oh, look. It's fine. You I know, am. There's no bias towards them. Just I went t- to the... I, uh, there's no bias from me to Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, mate. I mean, you were wearing bloody Xavier beanie anyway. That's another yeah, story. Yeah, because it keeps my ears warm. Okay. It is cold. <laughs> it's getting colder and colder. And speaking of cold, the conditions weren't too bad yesterday. Chilly, though. Still chilly. Yeah. It was chilly, but it was dry, so that yeah. was important. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see some of the results and bad kicking and, and all that as well. But um, I'll be interested to go through. Uh, Brendan Goddard made his debut yesterday ah, as well for Caulfield, so um, after a couple of weeks out. So uh, we'll, we'll discuss that one as well. And we might have to ask the little piglet. Little piglet. We love the piglet mm. on this program. Joe Pignataro. He will be on later on this afternoon. and This yeah, morning. This morning. Mean. We'll get what there. What time is it? Gee, I'm all over the shop. It's okay, mate. I'm all over the shop. But the piglet will join us and uh, we can ask him about BJ's um, reintegration into local footy. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And we do have a theme again this week. Oh, hit it, Carl. Now we're getting it. Out there nice and early Nice and early, because last week I think you did it with about four minutes to go in the program. Uh, I think I did, because we had Jared (laughs) Jared Wade, and that was a magnificent chat. That was a great chat, and you can listen to it on our uh, our Facebook page on Beyond the Boundary, and it's just, it was a good insight into into the life of a a now local footballer, but Mm. uh, a former AFL star. Yeah, especially considering that he was playing at North Melbourne last year, under Brad Scott, and look... We said it last week as well. There was no way known we could have predicted that was going to happen in the lead up to actually having him on as a guest. Yep. You know that we nobody found out about the fact. You know, Worked the whole well. idea that uh, well for us. Brad was going to leave. It did the uh, North Melbourne until the Friday. <laughs> so we'd asked him midweek to yeah. come on the show. And yep. yeah. Anyway, it was good for us. We yeah. had good fun with him last Certainly week. Certainly was. But uh, another big show ahead today. Oh, massive, massive. Now, I need to address uh, our absent co-host as well. Yeah. The fact that he's not here. Yeah. He's decided to take, to take the whole month of June off. He's taking four weeks off. He's taking four weeks off. The bug? Yep. Bug, come on. I know you're listening today. I saw you yesterday. Bug. His general committee position's gotten a bit busy. 
Oh, this he's, time of year. he's got a few issues. I mean, Morty Alex had a loss yesterday, so he's got to f- sort a few I things know. out there. What's going on? The home of football, yeah. Ben Kavanagh Reserve. There's a bit going on. Bug, Carl's available if you need any help with anything. I can get you fired up, Bug. <laughs> no, you know what? I've got the tactic. You've got a, a lot of ex DLR boys down there. I think you've got to start the senior game a bit earlier, Bug. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Bug, enjoy uh, a rest, enjoy yeah. a break, and. Uh, We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Have a good spell. He'll be, he'll be back in July. You're going to be uh, in a little bit of strife next week. Why is that? Well, I'm I'm unavailable next week. The bug's oh. unavailable. Okay. It's the Cal Bianco show for, to- oh, for an no. hour and a half. No, we might have a spell next week. Cause oh. it, it's, it's a long weekend, Queen's birthday weekend. Next week's the bye for for Beyond the Boundary. Yeah, it, yeah we'll have a bye with everybody else having a bye. There you go. Because how much Southern League footy is there next week? One game. One game. Keysborough v. Doveton. Yep, and I'm not sure what the situation is with the ammos, but I want to, I want people to text in uh, about whether they think you should do the full show an hour and a half next no, week. No, mate, what? I can't an do hour it and a half. Oh four, what is it? Oh four, oh four, triple zero seven three six. Yeah, exactly. So text in. Do you think Carl should do the entire show by himself? Run through that one game, and oh, no. maybe he can talk some junior footy. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. Great yeah. idea. Now our theme this week. I was getting to it, and then Sorry. I got distracted by me. That's okay. Our theme this week on oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. What's your favourite Rev Up song? Ooh, Last time I checked, John, we're on radio right now. Yep. So we've got access to a full music library. We do. If you want to hear your Rev Up song this morning, there's every chance that when you send it through, we could play it for you this morning. Well, and we will. Um, you put me <laughs> on the spot, though. I'm going to have to have a think about that. And maybe after yeah. the break, we'll come back with, with what my Rev Up song might be. Well, have you got one? Mm. What did I listen to before? Yeah, good question. No. <laughs> no, like I, I have various ones. Like it's spare of the moment, I think, for me. It's, actually, I've just thought of mine. Yep. Uh, I reckon, I reckon a good one for me that got me, got me really in the zone and ready to go was uh, "Don't You Worry, Child" by Swedish House oh, Mafia. Yes, yes, cracking no, tune. A, that is a good one. Cracking tune. So we'll come back after the break. I reckon with that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we have got a break on the way shortly, mm. but we're going to get to our first guest this morning. Of course. It's 25 minutes to 11 o'clock here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of footy in 2019. Now, the Sandringham Zebras. Flying. Absolutely In the top flying. eight. Yep. Had a little slip up, as we saw against Essendon a couple of weeks ago, but... Not by much, Not really. by much. I mean, but they, they cost themselves in that first quarter by giving up seven goals to one or something, and then ended up losing the game by 18 points. But it was the, it was the birth of Max King. Was it 18 or 13? 13. 13 points. It 13. Was. It was something like that. 13. So, so we saw the birth of Max King that day, yeah. and then they went out and they had a good win over um, Northern Blues last week yep. at Marvel. The, the, the double they, up there didn't actually wear the St Kilda jersey. Remember we were talking no. about that. They didn't wear. They wore the traditional Sandy strip, mm. which is strange because I thought Nick Johnston said they uh, they had a a little deal in place. Maybe there's a couple couple more games that they'll they'll wear it in this year. Yeah, look, you never know. Mm. I like it personally. Mm. Yeah, especially when they wore it at Linton Street a few weeks ago. Yeah, but exciting news today as well is that Dan Hanabry mm. is going to make his return, and I think um, I think that's a question we can ask our next guest because. Um, he he's not far away from senior footy, from what I'm hearing, and well, hopefully Aaron Hamill, the coach of uh, the Sandy Zebras, can uh, answer our answer our question. Aaron Hamill, that is who we're talking to right now. He's good enough to give us some of the uh, his time this morning. We really appreciate the access that the Sandringham Zebras do give us. And uh, Aaron joined us on the the line this morning. Aaron, thanks for giving us some of your time this morning. Uh, pleasure, boys. How are we? 
Going well, Aaron. John here. Uh, a strange 24 hours for you. You've lost two players very late in the piece to uh, fly over to China. How did uh, how did that sit with you? Um, yeah, look, it's uh, certainly not ideal uh, for, for anyone, really. Um, it's just one of those circumstances that you, you have to adapt. We, um, as in we's uh, Sandy, held over a couple anyway, um, so that, that probably worked out okay for us. Um, and the two boys in Patton and Hind uh, jumped on the plane sort of late yesterday and, um, yeah, yeah, find themselves sort of in China um, 10 hours later. So, yeah, yeah it's been an interesting build-up for... I guess the Saints, um, you know, they're pros in how sort of we like to go about things and sort of anywhere, anytime side and, and, and very similar to, to us at Sandy where, you know, we, we, we've got a job to do and um, I guess what comes from uh, unfortunate events and, and illness and um, situations like that is great opportunity. So another couple of, um, of Sandy boys will, will get a really good opportunity today against... Uh, Coburg, who are who are reasonably strong outfit. Yeah, and you've got a you've got a great list to choose from. Obviously, you've also you're also losing because there were emergencies, Caulfield and and um, Hunter Clark. So, um, anyone anyone getting their first opportunity today? Obviously, we'll see Jack Mayo. I assume uh, playing his first game. Yeah, Jack Mayo comes in um, a Perth boy who joined us. You know, sort of things things have, have flown by pretty quickly. I guess for literally this week for for Jack uh, coming in from Perth. Um, you know the Tuesday and and main training sort of Thursday Friday so so he'll he'll um you know our expectations of him is just to settle in and and find his feet and give great effort and what comes of that will come of that um, you know we, we we have Batten potentially coming in for his first game and 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 Jimmy Zill is going to be around the mark so we we've got guys who we who we feel can can fill the void it's um it's obviously hard to replace sort of quality when you're talking about Clark and, and, and Caulfield, but, um, you know, we just need a couple of boys to stand up, wear the jumper and, 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 and wear it with pride and do the right thing for, for the team. So that's that's what we're looking forward to today. Aaron, Dan Hanabry, he's making his debut for Sandringham this afternoon. Will he play the whole game? Yeah, Hannah's will, um, he'll be definitely playing because he, uh, he gets through the warmer. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, been, he's been outstanding the last five or six weeks he's had a he's had a huge amount of body of work into him um it's been well publicized about you know rebuilding his body and which is comments from richo the coach and um he's he's just been a real pro and how he's gone about it. And so uh it's again it's a great opportunity for him we'll probably get 80 odd percent of game time out of him i reckon today we, we we won't be flogging him too hard but um we'll just expect him to, to sort of get out there and compete and, and no doubt he'd be really keen to to get moving and, um, and and probably show the footy world what he's got. Um, so it's been been a long-awaited return for Dan, but um, yeah, he's been outstanding in, in in his application and as expected and and, and as hoped um, for Dan. So yeah, we, we, we won't see how it unfolds for him, but yeah, exciting time for him. And putting on your St Kilda hat for a minute, um, Aaron, if Hannah's gets through today, the eighty percent, um, you've obviously got the bye next week, so another full week of training. Is it likely that he comes back for that uh, for that Gold Coast game in Townsville after the bye? Yeah, look, look, it's, it's we don't want to put too many expectations on him. I mean, it'll be a match committee decision. Um, you know, we'll gather the, the facts through through high performance where they seem, um, how he's performing, um, how he goes today, how he pulls up. We'll assess him 
um, during the week. Um, it's probably not great timing with the buy next week, but <laughs> but so be it. So he'll probably get another ten or twelve k couple of hits in there. So look, look, knowing Dan, he'll be putting his hand up. Um, but you know, we got to, it, it'll be team balance how we, how how he's performing um, and how he pulls up. So there's a long way to go before you know he plays AFL footy, but. In a long way to go, I mean, in terms of a few hurdles to jump, but he can he can jump in quite quickly. Um, but, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a joint decision, and, and obviously, match committee will will um, will discuss that at length. Yeah. Now, uh, you must have been sick of uh, Jake Bachelor sitting alongside you in the coach's box, so you've pushed him out on the ground, Aaron. Was that a, a tactical move on your part? <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually think he'd perform that well. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, it was well g- given that we've got such a young group. Um, and, and probably, you know, particularly today when we've got the, the, the seven, seven Saints playing, it's, um, and Jake will play again today. Um, we, we, we just felt it was necessary that we just needed a bit more experience there. And, he, and he's at the ripe old age of 26. Um, but he's, but he's got a lot of really good experience in terms of how he teaches defence. So, uh, uh, he's an outstanding teacher of defence. He's an outstanding coach in his own right. Um, and we just felt that, It'd be good if we could get a couple of games out of him, and it moved pretty quick quickly last week to, to get him up to the Northern Blues. Um, and it, and get, given particularly we had to take someone off the list um, at Sandy to replace him, so so it required a lot of thought um, that went into that when you're dealing with young players' careers. We we just felt that um, Jake was going to add a fair bit of value to us um, putting putting him on, and and um, and I coached from the bench. Uh, last week uh, for a half, and yeah, he, he was outstanding in, in how he goes about it. So, um, look, it, it won't be happening every week, but um, particularly when we're down on numbers and, and leadership and where we can have influence, I think I think we'll be uh, utilising Jake where we see fit. Mind you, he, he, uh, he didn't pull up all that well, so it took him until <laughs> Thursday to get over it. So um, we'll, uh, we'll see how he pulls up, probably to see how many we can get into him. How do you find coaching from the bench? Because I notice a lot of the AFL coaches are doing the same this year. Yeah, it's it's a really different perspective for me, um, particularly being a line coach, always being upstairs in the box, um, but now coaching your own side. I think it's I think it's critical that, that, that you're able to get that communication and, and immediate feedback to the boys. Mm. Um, given given where you list that, um, I think. And, and we're probably fortunate at VFL where we can utilise a runner where we see fit, which which certainly helps. But mm. I think, um, you know, it, it's one of many game day. And my job is probably like any senior coach. You know, you re, you rely heavily on on your assistants as well to keep feeding you information. And and we got an outstanding crew with Ben McGlynn there, uh, Jake Batchelor tra- um, actually playing, and, and Adrian Connolly down there looking after the forwards as well as you know Armitage and Circle and Gilbert. Um, which which clearly help your your on field leadership where where um, you need to be able to sum sum things up really quickly and, and, and find solutions and, and that's what those boys are able to do game day given that they're sort of ten twelve year players uh, in their own right at AFL level so so that certainly helps. Now, Aaron, have you uh, pulled Nathan Wright aside and asked him what the hell's going on with his hair? Because uh, we rocked we rocked up to uh, Trevor Barker Oval about a week ago and weren't sure who it was as the commentators. We had to take a closer look in the uh, binoculars, but he's uh, he's gone the full blonde look. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's certainly gone the bleach or blonde, hasn't he? Which is unlike <laughs> Nathan. At, at his six-year AFL career, he um, 
he was quite quite the opposite. So he's into real estate now, and he's um, <laughs> he, he clearly wants to uh, get that nominee for real estate real estate agent of the year. Like <laughs> so, so we're um, he, he assured me that he'd play well last week, and um, he's. He goes, I just want to stand out so I can play a bit more mid- midfield time, which is, um, <laughs> he got his opportunity last week, so I don't care how he has his hair, as long as he keeps playing like that, I'm happy with that. But um, I think he's, uh, he's, he's um, quite happy with uh, with his looks at the moment, Roddy, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, all right, Aaron, final one from me. Uh, I want to ask you, and, and Saints fans everywhere are, are very excited by the uh, by, the way that Max King's progressing, I mean the way he played against Essendon, you could see he had that athleticism. He looked like a younger version of Nick Rewald. I mean, he, I think his last goal he flew from three deep and took a nice contested mark over the pack, and and he finished pretty well as well. Uh, how's he progressing? And and is it is it something that you think we could see him in the St Kilda side this season? Yeah, that's a pretty good summary, I reckon. Um, apart from the Nick Rewald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just in athleticism, I thought he just covered yeah, the ground. Yeah, look, yeah, look, I, I agree with you. He's, um, you know, I've, I've worked with with King really closely since he's got to the club, being up in the forward line, and um, you know, when he's doing his two hundred meters, when he was in rehab, he, he sprints. He reminded me of a, of a young Nick Rewalt, where just how he moves and how he sort of graces the ground. But um, what, what's impressed me the most about him is, and pretty similar to Nick, is that. He's not interested in his draft pick. He's, he just wants to marry that up with his work rate. And mm. um, look, he's, he's, he's played he's played three games now. Um, you know, this will be his fourth. So we're after just continuity of of, of sort of pr- probably his his work rate. Um, we know if he gets a run and launch at it, he's he's um, he's outstanding with that with that phase of play. Um, Goddard hooked, hooked him up a little yeah. bit last week. Um, you know, and and. And Goddard's a reasonable, uh, experienced defender, so so we'll learn from that. Um, but he's really keen to absorb and and and, and learn where he can. So I, th- I think King is going to be is an exciting prospect for us. Um, I think he's developing de- developing really nicely. And um, we at the moment we're not judging him on his on his goals. Where it's all about sort of his patterns and work rate, um, and and he'll get on the end of the few naturally. So. He's progressing really well. He's developing in the right way that, we, that we'd hoped. Um, but, but, yeah, he's, he's a self-driven footballer, which, which certainly helps. Righto. Looking ahead to today, uh, Aaron, and you've got Coburg, the task ahead. How do you beat him? Oh, look, I think like um, like most teams, you've got to be able to take something away from their game. And they, and they like they like getting it, sort of working it from their back half, going around you, going through you, using the corridor. So they play Piranha Park well. Um, I've seen them there a couple of times, and um, you know they don't get they don't get everything right all the time. But 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 neither do most sides. But what they do do is you know they they crack in and they give themselves a chance and they get those fundamentals uh, right. So yeah, look look they'll they'll certainly see it as an opportunity. Um, we just got to make sure that we take that part of their game away and don't let them generate their possession game and chain. And they'll take 120 marks on us if if we let them. Um, so we defensively we've got to keep building on what we're doing last week and, and take the game away from the oppo and, 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 and get the game on our, our terms where we can. So um, as we know, games, you know, there's a lot of momentum within games of footy, so we need to capitalise when we've got it and we've got to defend really strongly when when the oppo have got it. So, um, yeah, it's an exciting contest and, and a really good opportunity for us to, 
to, to, to sort of head into the buy at um, sort of the, the ledger that we that we'd like to be on. Yeah, it it just uh, well, it'd be very good if you could get the win in the lead up to a buy. You have a nice week off off a, the back of a win and. Uh, happy days. Hey, uh, Aaron, really appreciate your time on, on game day. It's really good that we can have this insight in the lead-up to uh, your game against Coburg this afternoon. So uh, thanks for your time and uh, and good luck against them uh, this afternoon. Uh, pleasure, gents. Appreciate it. Thank Cheers. you. Hey, uh, Aaron Hamill, what an absolute champion. Love talking to him he, on Sunday mornings. He was one of my favourite players growing up. Used yeah. to absolutely love watching him play. Number two. Number two, yeah. Fierce. Oh, he was. He was. He was something else. Uh, probably didn't play as many game uh, as many games as I thought he would. I've I left mean, him on to listen to this. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. We appreciate it. Just because he's your, <laughs> you're his number one fan. Nah, he was just. He was a great player to watch. He hit the pack hard, and uh, he was a good, talented footballer. Hmm. Now I want to have a little more of a look at uh, the Sandy game today, right yeah. now before we head to a break, Donners. Yes, it's going to be a good one. Uh, going out to Piranha Park, that's a, an away game, and it's a standalone club, Coburg, one one of a few. Mm. And they've they've still got two of their players who um, were highly touted in the mid season draft during the week. <laughs> yeah, they they certainly do. And oh well, Lawson, Lawson, and um, Harris or something. I think it was. Yeah, so, but yeah. He, he, I think he got injured recently, didn't yeah, he? Lawson, he, Lawson which, did his ankle, so yeah. that cost him a spot on the uh, on the list. Okay. So. Go figure, right? So, Richmond recruited Pickett from Marlon, WA. Yeah. He's got Pickett. a broken wrist or yeah, something. Yeah, and he's injured. And so he's 29, and they're saying he's a long-term prospect. They're, they're taking a risk on him, which is fair enough. They're very good at getting players, especially from WA, and turning them into stars. Yeah. But nobody wants to have a pun on Laos and Coburg. Yeah, Go it's figure. true. It's true. Pretty disappointing. Anyway... I, from what I understand as well, our mate Paul Amy, who does write for the leader local uh, footy, yep. did uh, write a little tweet out there on the Tweetersphere saying that... The Tweetersphere? The Tweetersphere. <laughs> he, he, he brought up the fact that apparently three AFL clubs reached out, one of which weren't on his radar. Oh. To say... Yeah, that's that's classy. Tough, tough titties. That's pork, classy. You know, uh, unfortunate, but uh, yeah... That's classic. There's hope out there for everybody, so don't give up your dream yeah. to play AFL footy. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. Yes, so going back to the game against uh, Coburg today, I, I, it's really hard to see Sandringham losing this game, in my opinion. Well, I know that they Aaron's should said, be They should be winning this game. Yeah. But, you know, you, get, you lull yourself into a false sense of security like that, then, you know, they might... But I think Dan Hanabry... Uh, It'll sound it sounds like a dumb thing, but yeah. he will, you know, be the difference, I, I think. I reckon. I mean, even a... Even a 65-70% fit Dan Hanabry is well above VFL level. Mm. And I think I, he danced around it a little bit there, Aaron, but I think if if Hannah's gets through this week um, and gets through a week of training next week, I reckon he's straight back but in. All I reckon he, he's straight into the St Kilda side against Gold All Coast. he needs to do is have one good quarter today, Hannah's. One good quarter. And... Oh. I think, I think he's too much of a professional to just have one good no, quarter. But what I'm saying is... All he, he has, needs to do is have 10 disposals in the yeah. first, and he's probably back in you know, in two weeks' time. So. Not to mention Winks. Winks, the yeah. The impact Winks will have. Well, maybe maybe, uh, maybe 
Winks will uh, will benefit from having a guy like Dan Hanabry, who's a good ball user and a good just he's good at lowering the, the eyes, good Bang at lowering on. the eyes. So um, ten to twelve. I think it. I think it can only be a good. I think it can only be a good thing for the Sandringham players to have a guy who's played in. You know, he's a dual premiership player. He's yeah. finished top five in the Brownlow a mm. lot. Um, he's an all three or four time All Australian, mm. so um, it can only be beneficial for the young guys in that side. And you know, it was it was good to hear him say there that. Um, uh, one of the old Zavs boys, Mick, Mick Batten, um, Michael Batten, talented young player. He's going to get a run as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, things are looking good at Sandy at the moment, and uh, hopefully they keep on their winning ways. I'm really wrapped with how they're yeah. going this year. And obviously we, we keep a closer eye on them, obviously, God, yeah. because yeah. of uh, the San- the Southern FM connection, and we call the games, and uh, we're, we're their mini fan club, you know? Uh, 100%. And- yeah. You know, the record was that every time we called a game of footy for them, they won, on yeah. the exception of the game against Essen a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. So, Nick Hind is out anyway, yeah. and, and so is Ben Payton. So, they'll have to fill in a role there on uh, on the wing. Payton was listed to start on the wing, on the other wing. So, sorry, half forward in the wing. Um, you know, Blake Akers is listed here. He won't play. I, th- I think he's crook. So, Caulfield's out. Marsh out. Phillips will be out. Um, so, Hanabry... Listed on the bench at the moment, it'll be interesting to see if he starts on the bench. And I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit annoyed that uh, this isn't a, a televised game. But I guess you can understand from a point of view that Coburg aren't going too well, and they've chosen to do Essendon and uh, Northern Blues as a traditional rivalry. Well, I think as well, it's a lead in into the AFL yeah, clash Essendon and Carlton. So you know, we saw the same thing last week, St Kilda and. And Carlton, uh, they obviously had Sandringham and, and the Northern Blues, mm. and Northern Blues get another broadcast game on television this weekend. be interesting to see how Jack Mayo goes as well. Yeah. The, uh, the Perth product coming over during the week. Well, as long as he doesn't find himself uh, banging into too many sources, I'm sure he'll be okay. I knew exactly where that was going as soon as you started speaking. Sorry, I felt like I, it was necessary yeah. to add a bad yeah. joke in. Anyway. He's the eighth Jack on the list, by the way. <laughs> Eighth Jack on the St Kilda list. Yes. And and it, yeah. So anyway, we'll, uh, we might take a break, Carlos. Yeah, we will take a break. Take a break. I, I just wanted to mention as well the other VFL match of the days oh, yes. uh, today. We've, of course, got, uh, as we just mentioned, Essendon and the Northern Blues. The Borough come up against the Magpies. Now, that's an interesting one. I wonder if uh, Brody Milicek will be attending that game. Well, I'm sure he will. Is Current side playing against his old side, you know, mm. and then that'll be uh, that'll be a great game. That one, cracker. Love to keep an eye on that one. Is and the piggy next? Yes. yes, our great mate Joe Pignataro. Love the pig from uh, the VAFA media team will be joining us. The head caller on RSN for the uh, what a man he is for the VAFA. He'll be joining us right after this short break here on eighty-eight point three Southern FM. Don't forget as well the other VFL match of the day: the Western Bulldogs and Geelong sees out. Round 9 of the VFL. This is Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is a rev-up song. Calvin Harris' slide. I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it's not not for me. Not for me, Carl. Oh, well. Not my sort of uh, genre. We can agree to disagree, it (laughs) it appears. (laughs) It's three minutes to 11 o'clock here on Southern FM. Can you imagine having to learn to walk or talk again at your age? Recovering after a stroke is a long journey. It's often very confusing and quite lonely. But there's lots of people who've been there before and are wanting to help. EnableMe is Australia's online stroke community. It's full of resources and videos, tools to guide recovery or share personal stories. 
You can even ask a question of a stroke health professional. It's for stroke survivors, their family and friends, and it's free from the Stroke Foundation. Visit enableme.org.au. If you're one of those people who speed up across traffic lights, you may like to know there are new cameras at intersections across the state. If you're lucky, you'll only be snapped twice. One snap if you're speeding, another snap if you run the red. If you're not so lucky, you'll get a third snap. Think twice before running a red. Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon, you can hear all the latest Australian releases on the all-new Saturday Osmosis. Interviews with the artists and live studio performances. All new, all Australian, all genres, all good. All new Saturday Osmosis, every Saturday morning from 10 until noon. Hi, I'm Adam Goods. Each year, National Reconciliation Week takes place from May 27th to June 3rd. These dates commemorate the anniversaries of the successful referendum of 1967 and the High Court decision on Mabo. But there's still more to do. This National Reconciliation Week, let's reflect on the relationships Australians and First Australians share. Make your own connections and join local Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities at events across Australia. Get involved at reconciliation.org.au. For the best in news, views, interviews, entertainment and finance, you can't afford to miss Friday Magazine. Nine o'clock every Friday morning on 88.3 Southern FM. With Graeme Johnston, Paul Gertel and Leanne Cutler. They may be oldies, but they're goodies. Join Alex Hare every Wednesday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. for Thanks for the Memory. Take a nostalgic trip with Alex with segments like Spot On, Jazz As You Like It, The Top 5 of 50, Million Sellers, and much more. Thanks for the Memory with Alex Hare on Southern FM 88.3. The Sounds of the Bayside every Wednesday between 9 and 11. In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man... You've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 or visit beyondblue.org.au. Sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019 here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Well, the great man's here. Come on, piggy. Joe Pignataro. I've, uh, I've been looking forward to this all morning, Piglet. Vaffa Media's oh, own. Hello, boys. Great to have you on the line again, great man. And, uh, well, what a, a day for you yesterday. Fantastic, wasn't it? Game Alex of the round. Lane was robbed of touching the points. Michael Walters stole the game. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's exactly exactly what I was uh, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than seeing a Collingwood loss off the back of a Richmond loss. Oh, we were robbed. Robbed to Carlos. Mm. You were robbed. What are you talking Ridiculous. about, mate? How many oh, goals did Milo Check miss? What a farce. 
What a fart. Now, how'd the match of the day, first of all, go? Oh, uh, what a game. Yesterday afternoon. How, oh, good calling by yourself. Thank you. It was an outstanding day out at uh, the Harry Trotts. Uh, I actually tipped Collegians in the pre-game. Of course, of course I was going to say, did you back area. a winner at the Of course the you did. No, I had a shocking round of tipping. I think I got two for the round. But, yeah, pick Collegians. I just thought there was a couple of big ins for them, including Anthony Brunn coming back from a knee injury, one of their stars. He ended up kicking one goal four. They led by 22 points at three-quarter time, and I thought, well, they're just going to hang on here at home. And Zavs exploded in the last quarter, kicked seven goals and pinched a 15-point win, and they stay at the top of the table. Back where we belong, Piggy. Uh, a big uh, a big day, big afternoon I saw on uh, the socials overnight. Jason Holmes had about, what, 60, 60 hit-outs and got us back into the up. game in the last quarter? Yeah, 67 hit-outs. Jesus. Two goals in the last quarter, and it was the only area I did think when I was doing the tips and the analysis of this game where I thought Zavs had a genuine lead in front, Sam Sofranides. There's not much of him. He's quite tall and he's pretty quick, but he was no match for Holmes yesterday. And it was noticeable at the start of the last quarter. The first three or four stoppages, Holmes would just fist it 20 metres forward and get it to Zav's end of the ground. Like mm. He just doesn't lose a hit out and he's done it all year. And yesterday he went forward and hit the scoreboard, took a big mark. Might have been the one that put him in front. Then Rowan Buick kicked one from 70 metres oh. to seal the game for them. He was sensational after half-time as well. Mm. They put him in the guts, and he just gets so much of the footy. Uh, Will Hams, Johnny, had his second yeah. game for you guys, which was fantastic to see him running around again and getting so much of the ball. Uh, they got winners on every line, Zavs. <laughs> Chopper Hanley didn't have a great day, but well, you got other players bobbing up, kicking. Uh, I think Buick kicked two, Holmes kicked yeah. two. Uh, they had another one kicked too. Bissett just, and Margin. Yeah. yeah did, did you did you notice did you notice uh, with Buick? Is, does he look like he's just got more time and space out there? Like he, from what I'm hearing, obviously I can't get to the games myself, but from what I'm hearing, he's just a class above at the moment. Yeah, he is. A couple of weeks ago, we did their home game against De La Salle, mm. and he just went forward and monstered them all. He kicked five that day, mm. and you're right, he does have that extra step, but. You know, it's like Mitch Brown's got it when he plays at St. Mm. Kevin's. Taylor Hunt, he's finding his groove again. He missed the first few weeks of the season through suspension. Um, he had a similar second half yesterday where they just got a little bit more time. And I think they know that the pressure's not at AFL standard, um, so they can use it a little bit more cleaner as well. Now, I'm hearing a rumour that uh, Hams, Holmes, uh, Buick, all these guys are going to be rested for the bye next round. <laughs> I don't know about Well, next week is a bye with uh, Queen's birthday, so yeah. you're right there. Yeah, I'm talking about the round nine we, clash at uh, Turak Park. Bye, you guys will be in trouble. There'll be a boil over at Turak Park. Oh, mate, you've gone, you've gone very quiet. I mean, after the first four weeks of the season, it was, um, you know, they're, they're engraving the trophy, and then all of a sudden you lose a couple, and the piglet's nowhere to be seen. Well, I don't know. What happens when you win a premiership is uh, you get the weighted fixture. Clearly what's happened is when you, you've won the flag, you've looked at the fixture, and you get the tougher draw. So that's what's happened to the Snowdog this year. Plus, we have had a couple of injuries. and Unfortunately, Chris Pitt, who will be back, uh, he's missed a couple of games through suspension in the last uh, two weeks. So he will be back after the bye, which means he'll miss three games because well, three weeks because mm. there's no game. This coming Saturday, but uh, all systems go at the Snow Dogs for next week. Good win yesterday from the Snow Dogs against Old Brighton, who have been in pretty decent form. Yeah, it was a really good win. It was a much needed win. They have lost four in a row, so they did need that. Probably just to stay in touch, 
Um, otherwise, maybe they would have been discussed as potentially one of the relegation teams for this year. But mm. it's just it's handy, um, especially with the way it's going at the bottom. With DLSL causing a very big upset yesterday, yeah. uh, and Trinity they were beaten by OM. So that St Bernard stay with OMs and Brighton now in that sort of middle bracket. Um, Will Lewis I saw did kick four goals for them. He's kicking the bags every week now. Just three in a row where he's kicked five, six, and four. I think yeah, leading so the goal kicking. He's having a very good time. For yeah. Now, um, Vaffa, you've seen every just about every team, I think, already this year. Vaffa Media came out with a little um, poll or a question during the week or last week saying that the best three teams are in it, um, and you and Brian Waldron and Nick Armistead had your say on it in terms of St. Kevin's, Zavs, and Uni Blues. Uh, you've seen every team now, Pig. Who do you reckon uh, is the team to beat this year? Uh, well, I'm still, I know they lost yesterday, but I'm still very boyish and bullish about St. Kevin's. Uh, mm. They've still got to add Mitch Brown into the midfield. They've got so many VFL-listed players as well that if they get a few of those guys back and into that core 22, then I still think on their day they're the best. Brian is very bullish about Uni Blues, and the 22 that they put out is, in his mind, the best that the team at amateur level has ever assembled. So there's a lot of pressure on them to perform just because of the names that they've got. Um, and I think, even though we did see them this day, that, Probably starting that oh. line of betting, but again, it's all right. We like to be the underdog, mate. If you rate them out of 10, you've probably got some Kevin's at say 9.5, Uni Blues at 9.3, and Zaz at 9.1. It's that close, and it could literally come down to a bounce of the ball, Johnny. And you're yeah. a secured man, you'll know what the bounce of the footy does to some secured fans. Cut him off, cut him off, cut him off. <laughs> cut him off. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> just forgotten, I've just forgotten about that piggy. Oh, uh, well, I had to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah, took, <laughs> took you two weeks to put us away. Joey, I, I think the Maynard effect is really rubbing off at oh, DLR. Here we go. Uh, with the win yesterday at uh, at Dairy Bell, I have to admit, they the other uh, perspective to look at it from is DLR actually started the senior game a little bit earlier to accommodate for Andrew McIntosh, Ben Corrin, and Peter Harrison playing their 300th game in the Masters that uh, kicked off at 4.10 in a bit of a twilight game. So I reckon it's it's a good time to be at DLR and the back half of the season's looking good for the Ds. Uh, what do you reckon, Piggy? I reckon you started the game earlier throwing some Kevin's off. <laughs> that's what, he was, that's what <laughs> we were thinking. You guys have started the game at 1.30, Half of them weren't even there. It was a fantastic win. And what that does do, and we spoke about this a bit last year, and even a few years ago, they've been not in the top four dealer, but they've been around the bottom two and three for a few years, and they find a way to win and keep themselves up. I think it was it might have been 2015 now. They went on a run and won nine games to come out of the pot of two and finish fourth. Uh, last year, they were thereabouts, the bottom two, with Scotch and St. Bede, and I think it came down to round 17 before they were clearly going to stay up in A grade. Mm. And a win like what happened yesterday for them is obviously fantastic for the club, for the confidence, for Peter Swab, the new coach, mm. and it might just be the one that keeps them up, and maybe it's Trinity who's going to join Old Carey as the two that go down. Notice as well the youngster Aaron Trussler, who's uh, fresh out of uh, high school in the last couple of years. He's kicked three and had a good contribution in that game for the D's. Uh, it should be a rising star nominee, if not this week, mm. but definitely before the season's out. I reckon you'd be happy with uh, with Bernard's result this week as well. Yeah, we spoke about oh, that, Cal. Fifteen eleven one. We spoke about that. Cal. At least you go on about it forever. At least you got one win this weekend, eh? You, you can't have oh, Collingwood, but you got St. Bernard's. 
That's all I need. Just one's a weekend enough for me. We'll be out there. We'll be the day now, since we've spoken to you as well, we noticed you made a good debut on the Vaffa Tragics. How, how did that go down? <laughs> Not a great fun, really, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I think Andrew Leonard was away, so they they call up. Uh, Daniel Harper's been pushing for it for three years, so nice to come on and talk a bit about the footy club and talk a bit about doing the, uh, the Match of the Day coverage and about my own career, which I think, Johnny, have we played against each other at all? I don't think so. Uh, you, you might have you been the bloke who ran through me a couple of times. I'm not sure. I try and avoid... I try to uh, I try to uh, ping a hamstring if uh, the game was listed at the uh, at the snake pit. <laughs> funnily uh, enough, funnily enough, the one year I actually played, I did ping a hamstring. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, exactly. I know. Uh, I noticed uh, on that Vaffa Tragics, you were um, you were a bit filthy that uh, Bernards were told they had to change their jumper back in the day, and Carey and Williamstown and Burn, uh, uh, Bowie and Williamstown are wearing the same same kit, and you were you were all up in jumper gate. Well, Johnny, it's a rot. I've been on about this for two years. <laughs> and, and- Honestly, the, the HQ, they ruled the rules back in 'm love it hey piggy i'm I'm on that campaign with you i'm I'm all about clash strips and everyone having a different jumper and uh no I'm on it I, you can sign me up uh, as part of the petition on that one mate Beauty, so now there's a board that's good we're gonna get some momentum now I can't get the set on board he will not buy you <laughs> <laughs> hey uh any awards coming your way this year that uh, you know of I'm sure there's something uh, in the background you're le- you're working on Oh, every chance. The uh, Bernard's Footycast, the official podcast of the Bernard's Footy Club, will go back to back this year. Yeah. Uh, nothing else could speak to Alex McLeod when he went global, but he did come on the Footycast a few weeks ago about uh, saving young Pippa Biggs' life. <laughs> uh, CNN couldn't find him, uh, BBC couldn't find him, Fox Sports across the world, but he came. <laughs> oh, piggy! <laughs> Award winning. Back to back. I love it. Well, I noticed, I mean, you were telling me yesterday that you've. Um, You've uh, you haven't done the Bernards podcast for a few weeks. You scared about uh, the backlash after they've been losing? Uh, yeah, I've been a little bit quiet. There's just been a bit going on behind the scenes in other areas, but we're working on a big podcast now. We've got a buy this week. It might be an extended version. We might have to get into the coming out of the studio this week, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Joey, have you heard my famous uh, snake pit story? Have I told it oh, to you? Oh, don't. He's, don't. Uh, say yes, uh, Joey. Say you've heard it. I have heard it. Yeah. I have yeah, oh, okay. I, I won't go there then. Hey, Joey. Before we let you go, we're doing a uh, we're doing a uh, a topic on today's show. Best your favourite pump up songs before footy. Did you ever have a a favourite pump up song? I did have a pump up song. It was the uh, I think 
There goes my hero. Oh, that is a cracker. There goes my hero. That's a cracking tune. Yep, I love it, Piggy. I love it. Any games planned for you? Uh, final one from me. Any games planned for you uh, this year? Obviously, you've got commentary duties, but uh, you might sneak down for one. Uh, generally, I'm a Crawford Oval specialist. So yeah. That's the third game with St. Bernard and Uni Blacks. In fact, that game was on the news. I did uh, say that just then. 12 months on from uh, when Eurydice Dixon was, um, was unfortunately murdered in the park. Mm. And same last week with young Courtney Heron. Uh, and again, they came together in a little minute of contribute after the game. I think it's going to become an annual thing. That's great. So that's potentially the one I'll, I'll look to play. If not this year, then probably next year. But mm. we play Crawford Oval in the third four times a year. <laughs> You've got to love a 9.20 game. We've got the whole afternoon in front of you. Now, I might warn you, Carl's about to do something you might Joey, be thrilled with. Mate, I've just queued up. Uh... Like a Fremantle song. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, kill Hang that. On. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Joey, I had nothing to do with this, all right? You know I wouldn't hey, do that to you. you know I just thought, I thought this, this is a perfect rev-up song for you, Joey. Carl, that is just... I'm hanging up the yeah. <laughs> Hey, Joey, we do appreciate you joining us, mate, and uh, you're always very generous with your time. Enjoy a week off next week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Good on you, boys. Enjoy your day. Take care. Right, Good mate. on you. Talk to you soon. Joey Pignataro, they're the lead commentator from oh, the, the, from the Vaffa. We always have oh. fun with Piggy, don't we? I bloody love that bloke. He's a great man. He's, he's quality. Always generous with his time and always has a good yarn and a good story to tell. Oh, and he's he is basically Vaffa. Mm. Like, Royalty. Knows it all. Royalty. Knows it all. Yeah. He gives us good value on a Sunday morning. Mm. Now, I've got a rev up song. Here we go. What do you got for us? Well, I've got a couple, but I personally—I'm worried because I can't see your screen here, you so I'm—I'm I'm worried what you're going to go with. Have you heard this rev up song, Donis? Turn it up. Everybody loves some Sunday morning you've got a, bangers. You've got the remix version. Yeah. Turn it up. When we won the flag, you've got Dan Butler and Jason Castagna just blurring the speakers. I'm out. I'm going to leave the studio. (laughs) Mate, you cannot tell me that you'd listen to that on repeat. Look look at the date on that. That was in the lead up to the grand final. Sickening. Who has the time to make a remix of the theme song? Turn it off. That's a sickening song. Hang on, but it gets better. This is where it drops. Oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. If you've got a <laughs> if you've got a uh, pump up song that's better than that one, because that was a shocker. Oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. Do you have one? Yeah, I told you what mine was. Don't you worry, child. By the Swedish House Mafia. What a song! It's not bad. It's a cracking tune. And then when it sort of hits the you know the high notes, this section. Go on, Donners. Nah, nah, I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't ruin people's mornings on, by, uh, by singing. But this was this was just... I would just put this in, I reckon. Right. I used to put this in usually when I was sitting on the uh, on the physio table Here getting my go. ankles taped. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. See, look at it. I mean, that, if that doesn't get you going... And obviously, Eye of the Tiger's a good one, all oh. that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that's too, like, obvious. Too obvious? Yeah. Really? Like, as a rev up song. Oh, well, this one that you've got queued up here is a beauty. I like this one. 
beauty. I Mate, reckon this is perfect. This was this was the official anthem of the Xavier College class of 2011. We used to play it at the end of uh, lunchtime, or in, uh, uh, and everyone would go nuts. We played it at our red and black ball, and uh, the place went <laughs> bonkers. Red and black ball. Yeah, it was like a formal sort of thing. At the end of the season, at the end of the season, at the end of the year, we did a we did a little formal and uh, played this, and the whole all, the whole dance floor went mental. This was a good rev up. Song. This was a great rev up song. Maybe we'll uh, play this into the break. But oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. If you've got a uh, a pump up song, uh, one that's better than any of Carl's ones, oh. we'll be back right after this break. We're going to talk a bit of SFNL after a. Pretty interesting round of footy yesterday. Yes, and we still have to get to some more results from the ammos. We as do, well. we do, uh, uh, and a big, a big inclusion as we said in Premier B yesterday. Brennan Goddard made his debut for Caulfield. We'll tell you how he went after this. This is beyond the boundary. Every Saturday morning from ten until noon, you can hear all the latest Australian releases on the all-new Saturday Osmosis. Interviews with the artists and live studio performances. All new, all Australian, all genres, all good. All new Saturday Osmosis. Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon. Like an old-fashioned trash and treasure market with everything from plants to pre-loved clothing, homewares to crafted jewellery and much more. Then join us at Bentley Sunday Market, 7am to midday every Sunday at Bent Street Car Park next to Bentley Station. All proceeds go to community projects of Bentley Moorabbin Central Rotary Club. Mention Southern FM for a free cloth shopping bag online at bentleymarket.org. Southern FM Sponsor. Are you at risk of kidney disease? If you have a family history of kidney disease, are over 50, have an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander heritage, a diabetic, or you smoke or have high blood pressure, you are at risk of developing kidney disease. Ask your doctor for a simple kidney test. Early detection of kidney disease could save your life. For more information, contact the Australian Kidney Foundation on 1800 682 or go to www.kidney.org.au. Four to six every Friday. What's on your calendar? Hang on, just let me check. Work, work, Have work. You've got all day, mate. Oh, yeah, we do a radio show. Don't! Word of the day, that's what I enjoy most. Carl and Catherine. Blankety Bayside. How far's too far? How could I forget? Have you ever? Have you ever? All the Bayside banter. It's bad enough with all these roadworks and trainworks at the moment. Bianco. I think I speak for all of Bayside. Can you do me a favour? Yeah, sure. Inhale for a second. Sorry. Drive with Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. Do you want to know what is happening in your local and surrounding communities? Then tune into Community Capers with me, Pauline O'Brien, on Tuesdays from 9 to 10am and I will keep you up to date with what is happening and what events are occurring. I interview local community identities and also on the third Tuesday of the month you can listen to the Bayside U3A's latest radio play. Tuesdays from 9 to 10am, it's Community Capers with Pauline O'Brien. 
Are illegal drugs being produced in your neighbourhood? Cold and flu treatments can be altered chemically to make amphetamines with high risk of explosion and fire, endangering all neighbours. Does a property have discarded packaging from flu capsules? Are there covered windows with high security? Are there strong chemical smells such as ammonia or aniseed? If you suspect drug activity, phone Crime Stoppers 1-800-333-000 and give the details. You don't have to give your name and you'll make your community safer. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. This is the Pig's favourite uh, pump-up song. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary, Southern FM. John Donahoe, Carl Bianco. Oh, thanks, Donners. <laughs> Couldn't have done it better myself, really. <laughs> Do you know what I don't like? What? How all of a sudden there's a couple of lyrics and it just... Oh, no, it came back. <laughs> I, I, think this is, I think this is a great little track. It's not bad. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Mm. So, Joey, this gets Joey up and about before he goes out to uh, Crawford Oval, as he says, and uh, has a run around. Uh, not your favourite? Nah, not your I, favorite. Look, I like the Foo Fighters, but that's not my favourite Foo Fighters song. That's a great song, though. It's not bad. It's a great song. It's not bad. I'll give Joe that one. 0404 736 if you've got any pump-up songs that uh, you want to hear and yeah. uh, that are your favourites. Uh, what gets you going before a big game of footy? So, mm. uh, plenty to talk about. We're going to run through a bit more Vaffa, and then we're going to run through a bit of the SFNL as well, Carlos. Yeah, we'll start by having a look at St. Bede's Mentone Tigers' result yesterday at home against Old Haleybury 13-11-89, defeating Old Haleybury 11-5-71. Tight one. Yeah, it was, but uh, in the end, St. Bede's come home with the chocolates, kick a couple of goals late and get over the top of uh, of old, old Halebury. Yeah, good win from uh, good win from Bede's. Uh, interesting there, Bra- uh, Braden O'Toole, I'm, I'm not sure if it's his brother or if... But- He's listed to play for Sandy today, so I'm not sure if he's mm. going to double up or if they're they're allowed to double up. Or yeah, I'd say he probably won't play for Sandy. Yeah, well, he was listed on the extended bench, yeah. so that might tell me that he isn't playing. Yeah. And I, I think it makes sense because Michael Batten was withdrawn during the week from the old Zav side, so I would assume that that uh, that's what happened. They've told Braden that he can go back and play for uh, some beads, and mm. away you go. Well, looking as well, Kai Beveridge named him the best there. He's a superstar. Good player. Beads. Good player. Uh, Bevo, Bevo would have been down there yesterday, surely. Oh, definitely. And O'Toole, uh, as we just mentioned, kicking three, named him the best. Be wrong if he wasn't. Uh, Mangoni was also the other multiple with two. <laughs> Although it would be tough for Bevo to be there, seeing as he's in Perth. Oh, uh, yes, very true. Yeah, I'm sure he had the live stream. <laughs> so I've uh, yeah, thrown, my, thrown myself under the bus there. Uh, good on you, Donners. Uh, for Halebury, Lowe kicked for Nicolopoulos, two. Thompson with two. Lowe, Paul, and Rogerson named in the best there. Uh, Parkdale Vultures yesterday afternoon went to play the Roy Boys of old, Fitzroy at Brunswick Street Oval. And went down eight seven fifty five to Fitzroy eleven ten seventy six Lazaro for Fitzroy. Wow, that uh... Jackie Vorback best on ground. I'm gonna be careful what I say about the Vorback really? boys. Ah. Great mates of mine, love them. We'll get back to that later later on when we get to the Bentley result though. So Lazaro kicked the bag for Fitzroy, which has gotten them over the line there. Clayton and Alice named in the best and handy four bag of seven parked up. Yeah, Dzerkos with three fibs with two Vorback as Jackie you just boy. mentioned. And uh, the Ballack boys. Uh, Harley Ballack's having some sort of season, isn't he? Oh, he's named in the best. I think he's been week. in the best. I think there was one game he was he was not in the best, and probably still should have been. But uh, 
He's having a great time, and it's great to see him coming back to local footy and just mm. enjoying it. And no pressure on him. You know, he's just coming back. I mean, from all reports, he's getting almost 40, 40 possessions a week. And yeah. He is just dominant. So it's great to see that he's in a good headspace. Yeah. He's back, playing with his mates, having fun, and there's no pressure on him whatsoever. Definitely. 100% agree with you on that, Donners. Uh, Bo Morris, yesterday afternoon, travelled to Camberwell Sports Ground to play Old Scotch and were defeated 5-16-46, rather. To Old Scotch is 10 13 70. Three, uh, Old Scotch Morrisby with three, Jalbert with three. They were the multiples there, and their best were Kerr, Jalbert, and Mitchell. And for Bowie, no multiples, which is disappointing. Gregory Artis, Diggins, and Taylor named in the best there. That's a disappointing result for Bowie. This result, on the other hand, interesting. Just thirteen uh, twenty. Yeah, could have pumped them. Should have pumped them a little bit more. They didn't even reach the big one hundred. Mm. Thirteen twenty ninety eight. Caulfield Grammarians defeating Monash Blues 5-5-35. Uh, I noticed one, B. Goddard with two lazy two sausages. sausages. Uh, Doboz with six, uh, Wallace with two, and Osborne with two. Webster, Wallace, and Thompson named in the best for Caulfield. Jeez, BJ, a bit stiff not to na- be named in the best. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's, that's probably not why he's there. You know, he's just there to have a bit of fun, but I'm sure they would have had a big day down there at, uh, at Caulfield Grammar, uh, Caulfield Grammar at uh, Glen Huntley Reserve yesterday. And, mm. um you know, it would have been a big day. I'm sure they did a lunch or, or something. But uh, yeah. BJ Goddard, a big addition to that already humming Caulfield side. They're, they're going along beautifully at the moment. They are up and about. Uh, and for Monash Blues, Rossetti was the only multiple with two. Hart, Harris and Cameron named in the best there. Uh, we will have a quick look at the ladder, seeing as it is at the halfway point, almost the halfway point of the year. Caulfield Grammarians, well, we just spoke about them undefeated. Eight wins. What more can you Not say? Bad. Two games clear, three, two games clear on top. Yep, Old Scotch seven wins, one loss. Uni Blues six wins, two losses. A uh, Uni Blacks rather six wins, two losses. St. Bede's Mentone Tigers four wins, four losses. So there's a bit of a gap there between uh, fourth and third. Uh, Bo Morris three wins, five losses in fifth. Parkdale three wins, five losses. Old Geelong three wins, five losses. Old Halebury two wins, six losses. Fitzroy. Two wins, six losses, and Monash Blues sitting at the bottom also on two wins and six losses. Pretty tight stuff. Very much so. We will draw our attention now to Premier C yesterday afternoon, and we'll start by looking at a great result for the great result for the Rovers: seventeen eleven one thirteen defeating Pegs, thirteen ten eighty eight at the Boss James Reserve, and what a magnificent football ground that is. Yeah, that's a beauty, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's AFL standard. It's massive, big ground. It's a great. It is a great setup down there. Uh, and for the Rovers, Reenitz had three, Felino two, Bradford with two, and Ebbett with two. Broadly, Ebbett and Jones were named in the best for the Rovers and for Pegs. Scurry with three, Rogers with three, Philpot with two, and Vivian with two. Well, they, they kind of did line up a little bit for the Pegs, but they just couldn't challenge Hampton at yeah. home. Yeah. Interesting. Travelled tra- travelled a bit of distance from uh, Essendon to Hampton. Yeah. Rogers, Ma and Burke named in the best four pegs. Uh, this result yesterday, Central Reserve, Maznod, 14-19-103, defeating Old Mentonians uh, pretty convincingly there at home. A lot, of, uh, a lot of bad um, kicking yesterday, 14-19, what, what can we do about it? Well, I know, uh, we can't, I guess, but, yeah. you know, it's... It, comes back to, you know, things that Sam Newman used to say on the footy show, that modern-day players don't know how to kick goals. He's got to get the Farkmobile out. <laughs> Fossils 
academy of reliable kicking that is. Spot on. Yeah. That's yeah. fuck. It's <laughs> uh, it's a reliable way yeah. to improve. But your it, kicking. it is. It it's strange because you know I was down I was down at uh, Dingley yesterday yep. watching Dingley v Mordialic, which we'll mm. discuss a bit more of later on, but. The, at at one end of the ground, down near the uh, grandstand, the ball was quite clearly going from right the right post to left. Yeah. But the players kept continually just hanging it into the middle of the goals or hanging it left, and not realizing about the wind. So yeah. there's got to be there's got to be something that they can do. I mean, you, you just got to be smarter about it. I the guess. wind can be so unpredictable, though. Like you think, yeah. It's but this go was one way. this was after about five shots on goal oh, that had okay. already pushed across the, yeah. to the left, and then three guys in a row from probably the same spot. I was saying in the commentary, all they needed to do was hang it out to the right post. Just hang it right and let the wind do the rest. Mm. And it, you know, it cost them again. Yeah, it deliberately happens at the den, but that's another story. The den men. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, so disappointing result there for Old Mintonians. Uh, Ajax and Ormond. Well, this result uh, is very good for Ormond. It was neck and neck at uh, three-quarter time. I was keeping an eye on this one. Ajax, uh, 5-13-43, were defeated by Ormond at Gary Smorgan Oval, 12-10-82. Cohen was the only multiple for Ajax, uh, with Burston, Cohen and Kaplan in the best there. Kaplan, uh, by all reports, had a pretty good game for Ajax yesterday. Uh, and for Ormond, Buckley with five, a lazy five, Bingham with two, Buckley, Bingham, and Kennedy named in the best there for Ormond. Good result. Good result for Ormond. They uh, they need that, and that'll uh, <clears throat> that'll spark them now going forward. Most definitely. And while we're at it, we will take a look at the ladder in Premier C. And sitting on top is Williamstown with eight wins, undefeated. Uh, which is good for them. Ormond, Hard team to beat, Williamstown. Oh, definitely. Ormond sitting in uh, second on the ladder. Six wins, two losses. Old Ivanhoe third with five and three. Old Mentonians sit in the four, uh, top four. They'd, with... be ha- they'd be happy with that, Old Mentonians. Oh, they'd have to be. Five wins, three losses. Very good season by them so far. Marceline sit in fifth with four wins, four losses. Hampton Rovers, four wins, four losses. Sixth, I think they'd be pretty happy so, with Ro- that. Well, yeah, Rovers are still, obviously, a, a really good chance, but they would really want to get, um, sort of after the bye, they would really want to get moving and, yeah. and start winning. The last few weeks, they've, they've put a couple of wins on the board. They're starting to get their momentum, which is good. I reckon, uh, yeah, look out for the Rovers, especially when they play the Boss James. It's a fortress for them. So keep an eye out for the Rovers. Mazenod just behind them, three wins, five losses in seventh. Ajax, two wins, six losses in eighth. Old Camberwell sitting in ninth position with two wins and six losses. And Pegs at this stage, not looking good for them. Likely uh, to uh, go to Division 1 next year, it would seem. Yeah, unfortunate. But still 11 weeks or 10 weeks of footy to go. So plenty of time to turn it around if they uh, if they uh, get moving in the back half of the year. Yeah, and I'm not going to make the call too early that Pegs are going to go down. Well, but... you just said it. You just made the call. Well, well it looks likely, but I, 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 didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't officially He's make the call. He's backtracking now. I just said it looks likely, but oh, you never know. Oh, you're backtracking. Seasons can be turned around. <laughs> true. It's Seasons true. can be turned around. It's very true. So, yeah, that uh, is a summary of uh, our VAFA coverage here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Don't forget, as well, for all results from the VAFA, head to vaffa.com.au. And you'll be able to see the ladders and the fixtures from all divisions of the VAFA and what a growing competition it is. We're going to take our final break here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. We'd still love to hear from you. What's your favourite Rev Up song? There's a few out there. Donna's is... uh, 
played his, I've played mine, and we want to hear yours because we think it's a reasonable topic, this one. Good topic. And Everyone has a song that gets them really motivated to run out and on a cold, wet day. You know, they've all got a song that will just push them and get them going, and you, you almost start singing it when you're standing on the ground and gets you going again. Yeah. 0404 That's the number we would love to hear from you on this morning. I think I've got another one. Oh. Yeah. All right, don't tell me. We'll play it. We'll play it... Uh, Play it into the break. I want to see if I can find it. Have we got it in our system? Maybe we don't. Maybe we'll play it after the break, Carlos. Right, let's yeah. take a break. I'll yeah, play we'll it play out it of the break if I can find it a, a language warning or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Beyond the Boundary here on 88.3 Southern FM. It's 26 minutes to midday. In my community, when you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But... I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried. Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 or visit beyondblue.org.au. For the best in news, views, interviews, entertainment and finance, you can't afford to miss Friday Magazine. Nine o'clock every Friday morning on 88.3 Southern FM. With Graeme Johnston, Paul Gertel and Leanne Cutler. They may be oldies, but they're goodies. Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. G'day, I'm Rex Hunt. Here's a product I really believe in. We all use it, can't live without it. What is it? It's water. Now, I told you it was a great product. What else has so many uses? Drinking, swimming, cooking, washing, and of course, folks, fishing. But here's the thing. I don't want to sell you more of it. I'm asking you to use less and keep our waterways clean. Otherwise, it'll be a yibbity yibbity. That's all, folks. The future of water is in our hands. Oh, no. Carl. It's 12 o'clock. It's, it's nearly 12 o'clock on a Sunday. People don't what? need to be listening to... This is not a pop I just imagine song. a lot of the women's teams get revved up with this music. Was this the one you were worried about, the language warning? Yeah. Carl, Hang this on. is... You're my opponent. <laughs> oh, Carl. Don't clog me, maybe. You can't be serious, oh, mate. No, I'm not serious. If you're running out listening to that song, no, there's issues. No, I'll tell you which one I did have in mind, yeah, where I said we probably need a language warning. This song by Eminem. If it ever plays. Oh, good track. I reckon this just gets you up and about. This is almost too heavy for me, though. You reckon? Yeah, a bit too heavy for me. I need a sort of little bit lighter, but something, you know, with a bit of, with a bit of oomph in it. I hear this, this, I reckon, is too heavy. All the time at Richmond Home Games. I reckon they You know play. what another good song is? What's for, that? For, that? That pumps me up anyway, is Aerosmith, the um, 
what's it called? This doesn't pump you don't up. Don't want to, don't want to miss a thing. Oh no, that's too depressing, mate. No, that's, that's, that's a... when you've broken up with your girlfriend. No, 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 no. no. All right, all right. It. Now, all come right. on. How about this? Yeah, I mean, everyone's heard this song. You know, this isn't a music channel. So we're talk, we're here to talk sport, but that is, yeah. I mean, look, that that is a good song. All right, I'll get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's Carl, a good your one. your music tastes this morning have not been good. Hey, I'm doing my best. All right, uh, I, but I like that one. That's a good rev yeah. up song. If you've just tuned in, this is not Smooth FM. This is eighty eight point three. You're listening to Beyond the Boundary with John oh. and John Donoho, Carl Bianco, oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. Please save us. Please save us and tell us what songs. Get you going uh, ahead of a footy game, and uh, please save us, because Carl is playing some absolute shockers at the moment. What? The Fremantle theme song? That doesn't do it for oh, you? Oh, mate, you're, you're having a mare. You're having a mare. Anyway, right. we'll, we'll move on to the Southern Footy Netball League. That's a good call, and we'll start by having a look at the lower division in Division 4. Yesterday afternoon at Barry Powell Reserve, uh, Moorabbin Kangaroos got back on the winner's list. 14-12-96, defeating Lindale 5-8-38. Yeah. But you know what's disappointing, Donners? What's that? Moorabbin had a win. No results. No results. No goal kickers, no I'm, best yeah, players. Bug, it's a good thing Bug's not here. I think I'm going to go down to Whittup Crescent yeah. and knock the present on that. No, I'm, <laughs> I won't. I won't. You know, this um, <laughs> Moorabbin just sort of keep keep trugging, trugging along a little bit. They yeah. they lost to South Yarra last week. Uh, they're, they're sort of around the mark. They're, I don't think they're in that conversation of the best couple of teams in the, in the league. I think they'll play finals, but I think... They're probably no match for the likes of Frankston, Lindhurst, and yeah. South Yarra. Lindale, I was disappointed last week with Lindale. They had a really good opportunity against CPL to to get their second win on the board, mm. leading the whole just about the whole game, and and let it slip. So to be fair with Lindale, unfortunate events uh, occurred last year, which saw them removed from the competition. So yep. they're on the rebound this year. Mm. Uh, Ed McLean, who's the president out there, does a fantastic job, and he doesn't tolerate nonsense. So yeah. good. He's uh he's up and about and you know a couple of disappointing results but I'm sure the boys from Barry Powell Reserve will bounce back uh, in their next game. Now, this is a side who are Love playing it. some good football. Love it, and it's all because they're not playing at Fritz Holter. I'm on I'm on their bandwagon. <laughs> I'm on their bandwagon. Lee Park, I think they played three games in a row at Lee Park. Wow. Um, ten eight sixty eight South Yarra defeated. Ladder leaders Lindhurst nine four fifty eight. So a ten point win. I tipped it. If you uh, if you have a look at my uh, oh. my round my uh, division four preview, I Here tipped South Yarra. I tipped by eight points. So I was wrong. I was wrong. But they still won. But uh, mate, this side's motoring. They've won six in a row now. Unbelievable. Um, and they're they're really a serious sniff for this this year. And and Lindhurst have been the be- benchmark all season long. Yep. And they've just they've knocked them off. So. A fairly good effort. I mean, look, look if look you look at, at that, start. they've come from behind. Wow. Lindhurst got off to a five goal to one first quarter. Unbelievable. And and it was still, what, 12, 15 points or something at at halftime. And, yeah. and South Yarra have motored. And my man, Paddy Johnson, in fine form as well. He, he got in the best and kicked a snag, I think. Well, it looks like uh, Hawthorne took a bit of motivation from Lindhurst. They've, they've jumped the gun in the first quarter. Yeah. And uh, South Yarra have only kicked the one goal. But they're obviously loving Lee Park. Yeah. yeah. Down there in Bourne. So. Doing, doing good things for them. Yeah. But uh, good on the Arrows. They're up and about and a good win for them. Uh, briefly, we touch on the Dolphins. They got a win over Danny Nong yesterday. They are absolutely cruising. And from mine, uh, I think... They're, they're going to be definitely up there in the pointy season. Mm. A good result to come out of Karen Patterson Lakes at Roydal Reserve. A couple of good uh, news stories out of there during the week as well. 
the uh, government have uh, allocated funds for a redevelopment oh, down there at Roy Dorr, which that's is good. needed. And, uh, yeah, good on them. They got the win yesterday against Hallam. Mm. And Alex Wilson continues to kick a few goals, kick four, last, kick four this week. And last week, eight out of their nine goals he kicked. So a, fa- a fairly good effort, but um, disappointing for Hallam. They've sort of fallen away after after a, f- a good few weeks to start the season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just haven't really been able to maintain their uh, their momentum. Good to see them being a bit more competitive this year, yeah. Hallam. Last yeah. year they had a, they struggled a bit, even though they you know they managed to fill the seniors and mm. reserve side most mm. weeks, which is good. But they're, uh, they're having not a bad season overall, Hallam. All right, uh, on to Division 3. And Ashwood yesterday, well, they just dominated. 22-10-142 against Cerberus, 7-9-51. Hey, Donners, mm-hmm. can I ask you a question? What song do you reckon Cerberus would get uh, motivated with? YMCA. I think you do this every week. No. I think every single week we talk about Cerberus. No, this is an exception because we're talking about rev-up songs and we know that this is their rev-up song. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> you are in a shocking vein of okay. form today. No, I love it. That's that's not bad. But you do that one every week. Uh, we'll, I'll look forward to that one in a couple of weeks' time. Have a look at this. Rossborough with seven, if you don't mind. Moroni with five. Carroll with three. Chapman with two. Rossborough kicks seven, doesn't even get best seven. on the round. I know. He's in the best, but he's not the best. Uh, Carroll named in the best there with Smith and Rossborough. Diaz, rather, yeah. was the only multiple with two for... Cerberus, tough uh, year, tough yeah. year for Cerberus. Great but I think I, I think they went up to Division Three when yeah. they were sort of they they put their hand up and said, "Look, we'll go up if you need someone to go up." And yeah. it's it is a bit unfortunate because they're getting pumped every week. Mm. Um, so hopefully they'll get hopefully they'll uh, finish the season with a couple of wins and they'll be uh, they'll be happy as Larry. For a long time, Cerberus were only fielding a third side because yeah. you know they being a naval base, they do have issues with commitment a lot of the time because mm. you know they're surfing the country. So yes. that yeah. is a, a pretty big one. But you know, credit to them, they did come back with a senior football side in Division Four last year. Yeah, great work. Won the flag. Won flag exactly uh, when they were underdogs but we got around them last year and they they managed to to prove the, yeah. prove everybody wrong and win the flag and knock off Lindhurst uh, they did a great thing by you know saying all right we won the flag we'll yeah. go up but we'll probably be out of our depth you know yes uh, now moving on well this is disappointing for Blackrock yeah. and McDonald Reserve yesterday 6541 were defeated by Hampton Park another powerhouse of the competition 2017 one37 Going along very nicely, Hampton Park. For Blackrock, Mean kicked two and Knight kicked two. They were the only multiples. Me and Buddy Spawn. What an absolute champion. Mm. Every week he's in the best plays with Blackrock. Gives it his all. Had a crack at Div 1 footy last year and got around it. And back to the football club that taught him everything he knows about footy in Blackrock. And uh, good to see him giving it his all with the Rockers. Uh, and O'Brien was also in the best there for Blackrock. For Hampton Park, Carver kicked five, Thornton kicked five, Williamson kicked three, Philpin, uh, Philpin with two, uh, and for them, their best players were Pearson, Carver, and Hodgton. Yeah, they, uh, they're a good side. They are. That's... and they're, I mean, look, they're the benchmark side, so they're, they're going to be real hard to beat. Two games clear on top now. They're going to be imp- nearly impossible to beat throughout the year. 
Yep, uh, they're, they're certainly up there, Hampton Park. Now, the yep. next result. This is a disappointing result for Clayton because they were right in this game. Mm, half time, 29 apiece, 4 5, 29 apiece. But Clayton, 7 7, 49, were defeated by Endeavour Hills, 9 10, 64. Barry Simon, reserve. Richards, Can, uh, Richards and Ken were the multiples for Endeavour Hills. Pretty low scoring affair, really, this one at Barry mm. Simon. Holland, Carter, and Richards in the best for Endeavour Hills. Yellow Yotis, uh, with the multiples for Clayton with the two, Henderson, Morrison, and Coots in the best players there in Division 3. We'll have a quick look at the ladder. And uh, at the top of the ladder, Hampton Park, eight wins, undefeated. Yeah. They're, as I said, benchmark. They're the... This is their year. If they're going to win it, uh, they've had a, uh, they weren't able to win it last year. No. But if, if they're going to win it, this is the year with six teams in the comp. Mm, they were chance. pretty stiff. And to yeah. be perfectly honest, the SFNL, I, I'm pretty critical of this six-team setup. Like, yeah, uh, you should. They should have made an eight-team competition for Division Three because six well, yeah, doesn't mean, make sense. But then you're pulling, then you're pulling a couple of teams out of Div Four who probably aren't ready to to be at this level. Um, and then you've got Div Four as probably a two as probably a six-team comp. So, yeah, you. Sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit there, but like a six-team competition and what? Yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense. It do, it actually absolutely doesn't make sense. You're playing the same people every second. Well, week. they're already around to their second or third time oh, playing playing honestly, each team. So I don't know what football administrators are thinking mm, of sometimes. It, that would be annoying that you're sort of just playing the same team four times each year. But what? Who in their right mind would think that a six-team? Anyway, I'm not going to yeah, go there. That's a that's a that's a discussion for another week. That's I my think, that's Carl. fifty, but we're not doing that's fifty this week. Anyway, we'll head to Division Two of the SFNL, and uh, well, we can start by having a look at uh, the Chelsea Heights game against the Springvale Districts at Beasley Reserve uh, yesterday afternoon. <sighs> Difficult times for Chelsea Heights. Yeah, two, five seventeen. Went down to an up-and-about rampaging Springvale district side, 21-13-139. Mate, they are cruising at the moment, and Stefan Fian and, and Matt Wiedering are uh, are on fire. So <sighs> We'll have a look at that. Hard to, hard to stop. Chelsea Heights didn't kick a goal the whole first half. They've just motored since, you know, I mean, two weeks ago they played against Doveton and knocked them, um, off. Knocked them off easily. They're, they're a hard team to beat now this year as well. Yep. Well... Chelsea Heights, no multiples there, only kicking two goals for the whole game. Walsh, Matheson and Gilda named in the best. And Perryman as well, Geordie Perryman, good to see him named in the best for the Hiders. Mm. For Springvale Districts, well, you mentioned Wiedering, he kicked six. Fian kicked five. Katsaris with two. Josic with two. Josic, Allender and Wiedering named in the best there for Springy Districts. Now, the next result at Hurlingham result mm. would be... Uh, Hur- Hurlingham result. Hurlingham, Hurlingham Reserve. <laughs> Hurlingham Park. 4-8-32, rather. East Brighton were defeated by Murrumbina 10-15-75. Remarkably, East Brighton led at quarter time and at half time before giving up five goals in the... Five goals to one in the third term. So they'd be look, they'd be disappointed about that. I never thought they were going to win this game without Mark Jamison, who's got a um, who's been suspended. You know, their heart and soul mm. was ripped out. You know, they, he he got a match or two suspended. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you're in the game at half time, you would think that they'd be pretty confident that they could overcome that. And they've uh, they've capitulated again and and didn't kick a goal after half time. By the looks of things, it or kicked one goal after half time. I don't think Lukey James played in this game. I mean, if he did, he certainly didn't have an impact. Yeah, maybe they rested him. 
Not sure, but uh, uh, Brazel, the Brazel brothers going along beautifully as well. Yes, so no multiples for East Brighton. James Zahl and Hope named in the best there. Barry Hope, he's basically he's a stalwart at East Brighton yeah. every weekend. Well, they the need best. they need guys like him still around there, you know. Mm. It's uh, it's tough times. Good on you, Hopey. Uh, for Murray Bina, Brazel kicked to Schmidl with two. They were the only multiples. Hackett, Simmel and Espinosa, as Hammers <laughs> would say. Named in the best for Murrumbina. The next result saw Keysborough in a dominant 100-point uh, victory against Caulfield. 21-10-136, defeating Caulfield 5-6-36 at Keysborough Reserve. That's two weeks in a row that they've won by exactly 100 points. Uh, two weeks in a row. And it was 133-33 to last week, 136-36 this week. So t- they're, um, they're going along nicely. Keysborough... Undefeated, they're the only team that are playing footy next weekend. Uh, they'll be playing Doveton because obviously the fixture has been has been um, the, there's been pl- teams playing all over the place. They've only played five or six Keezy games. Keezy playing Doveton. Keezy, you're playing Doveton next Saturday. Okay. Yep. So the only team in Southern Footy or Vaffa that's playing next week, um, and that'll get them back to even keel on the uh, games played side of things. And if they win, they'll go top because they'll be undefeated. Great. So, uh, good result for Keysborough. Timmy Werner, he is a, another great uh, loyal clubman at Keysborough. Last year, spent some time out with an injury, and I spoke to him in the halftime show when we were broadcasting games here at Southern FM, uh, and he's a, he's a great bloke, and good to see him back on the goal kickers list with six, Carnally with four, Humphrey, hum, Humphreys with four, Makanowski with two, and Edwards with two, with Brandon also kicking two, and Chrissy Bryan, just the single goal yesterday. Yeah, just passing them off, no doubt. He's uh, an unselfish sort of footballer. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. That's a bit uh, concerning. Anyway, no multiples for Caulfield. Uh, Jenkins named in the best was State and Matty Brown there at Caulfield. A couple of ex D LaSalle boys that made the journey mm. over from St. Paul's to uh, Caulfield this season. Mm. Oh, well, this is a good result for the Hammers. 16 13 109 at Peterson Street Reserve. Defeated Sky 7 14 56. Hampton had Ashman kicking five and Lenny Hayes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Al Hayes with three. Uh, uh, Whitey with two goals. Gleason with two and Burley with two. And Campesano with two. Nobody kicked a single. It was no, all multiples. All multiples, which is good. That's great for the Hammers. Yeah. Very, no, very good. As I've said, I've said it a couple, of, a couple of times now. They're just sort of cruising along nicely, just flying under the radar. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be a big back half of the year for them as well because um, obviously sitting fifth, They'll want, to, uh, they'll want to really impose themselves now on the competition. Donis, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's hammer time. 16, 13, <laughs> 109. That's a great <laughs> result by them. Wow. Petrie and Harris were the multiples for Sky with three apiece. Bateman, Kelly, and Petrie. I think you it's need, Petrie. Yeah, you, Petrie. You need a spell next week. Uh, well, we're taking a spell. <laughs> you so. need a spell, so I think it's probably wise. Beautiful. I'm glad. Dovetown Eagles, 28, 18, 186. Wow, they lined up against Heatherton. Oh, no. Johnny Bennett. It's a yeah. What's going on with Heatherton, Johnny? Yeah. We'll, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. 9, 7, 61 were Heatherton. Sigurzma, as you just said, uh, Donna's six goals. Reed with five. Battle with four. Johnson with three. Carolyn two. Wilson two. Lots of goal Handy two. And Wilson, Sigurds, Piver right, and just Reed. the one. Mm, pick quiet. Mm. Hey, you know who did kick a goal? Who? It's Samadi. Samadi. He kicked one goal for the double. Mate, you are too. You, you're good on those buttons. You just. 
Samadi, he was one of Hammer's favourites. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's Samadi. That's one of Hammer's <laughs> favourite songs. It's Amore. It's Samadi. It's Samadi. Oh, uh, God. And we'll have a look at the ladder in Division 2. We're having a bit of fun this morning. Love it. Springvale District's on top. Eight wins and just the one loss. Keysborough. No, I don't know if this is accurate. Yeah, no. As I said, remember because so they've only oh, played right. they've only played six games. So this next weekend will get them to seven. Okay. And as you'll see, um, Doveton have played eight. They'll get them to nine. But Doveton will then have a bye because they brought their game forward against Springvale Districts on for Good Friday. Yep. So they then so they played an extra game. Okay. More than everyone else. So yep. round fifteen, those two teams will have a bye, mm. and it'll even even itself out. So. Keysborough will be one game behind most teams now for the rest of the year, okay. up until sort of that round 14, 15 um, time. Righto. Well, look, they're certainly uh, flawless, Keysborough, at the moment, it would seem, with the six wins, even though they've played six games. Uh, that's a pretty good record yeah. for them. Yep. The Beena uh, Arena side in Murrumbina. <laughs> the Beena Arena side. Murrumbina, six wins, two losses. Dufton Eagles, six wins, two losses. Hampton, four and four, which is solid for them this year. Caulfield, three wins, four losses. Chelsea, two and six losses. East Brighton on the same. Heatherton with one win and six losses, which is disappointing for them. Uh, and Sky going through a difficult patch at the moment, but I'm sure the boys from Sky will get back on the winner's list at some point. In Division 1, our Premier Division of the Southern Football and Netball League. Well, we'll start by uh, having a look at the first game of the round, which... Uh... Now, I need to say something about, about this game. Oh, okay. Good game. Bentley okay. and St Kilda City. Mm-hmm. I copped a bit of flack during the week. Okay. Because uh, I don't know if you remember last week, I was a bit critical of uh, young Matt Vorback. Maybe just a tad. Yep. Yeah, you so said he was playing twos. He was playing twos, yeah, yeah. So, But he is a good friend of mine, Matt Vorback. But uh, his father, who is also a good friend of mine, and I play cricket down at uh, Brighton Union and all that, his father was a bit vocal on Twitter. Good morning to you, Neil, if you're listening. I would... I would Use the term cyberbullying. Okay, but I am a grown man, so I'm. Well, I, I, who's to yeah. say you didn't ask for it? No, no, no. Oh, Neil's Neil's not great on Twitter anyway. He's oh, sort of. He's now, a bit, now. He's a bit, uh, bit outlandish. I apologise. We've got Neil, results to get. Neil, to. I apologise, but it was good to see Matt was back in the uh, in the first this week and All kicked right. a goal. I think. Did he kick a goal? No, no. But he played well from what I heard. Righto, Bentley yesterday. Bentley Reserve. Good was a uh, good win for them. Good result. Nine nine sixty three defeating St Kilda City six eight forty four. Sutherland kicked four. Lamb kicked two. Rogers is uh, doing great things as the skipper mm. for Bentley and named in the best there, rightfully so. Jed Lamb, big in for him. Jed Lamb certainly helpful for the result. And uh, Mitchell Smart, the the. Great ruckman of uh, Bentley there, youngster doing yeah. some great things for uh, for Bentley. So That's three, I think three in a row now for Bentley, and they're um, they're coming along nicely. Pete Pereira during the week came out and said that they're happy to be the underdogs all year, and I think a few people have sort of written them off. And I was one of them who was critical after a couple of tough games. Yep. But uh, yeah, look, they're motoring along now. Do you know what I'm most happy about this year? What's that? Every year, the last four years, Jack Barker Oval. Cheltenham have said, we're not going to accept anything less than making the five. Mm. And what's happened? It's a four. They've missed out <laughs> on the top four. Who, Cheltenham? Cheltenham. Every year. The Rosellas. Well, they're top now. They've said they wouldn't ex- accept anything less than making finals, and they haven't made finals well, in the last four years. They're in good. They're in a good position this at the moment. This year, it's time to get around the Rosellas. Are you a, you a Rosellas man? No, I'm not, but I'm getting around <laughs> the Rosellas. I'm getting around them because so many years they've been wanting to make finals and they've f- fallen short of the mark. This year is the year to get on board the Rosellas. Oh, God. 
11-10-76 defeating East Melbourne, 7-8-50. East Melbourne disappointing. Oh, what is going on there? Willie McTaggart with four, four more. Weichart, Dylan Weichart with two. Uh, they were the multiples there. Whitehart and Shorty McLaren of note, a former uh, rookie-listed Sydney Swans footballer there in good ruckman, named in the best. East Melbourne would be filthy if they didn't kick a goal after half-time. No they multiples. got off to a flying start, six goals in the first quarter. Um, and then we're still, they were four goals up at half time and, and just did not register another goal after that. So, Get on board the Rosellas. Yeah, Cheltenham. That's all I'm going to say. I'd be happy with that. Gray, French, and Carey were some of the goal kickers for Carey's Melbourne. still in phenomenal form. He was also named the best with Lonigan and Barry. The next result comes from Princess Highway Reserve, 9-10-64. Oakley District were defeated by St. Paul, 16-16-112. Yeah, they're, they're back to their premiership winning best, St. Paul. Khalid. St. Paul's, I think they're uh, I think they're going to be hard to beat for the rest of the year. Yep, Khalid Kandaki with three. Cyril Jammer with three for Oakley. Russo, Spence, and Richardson. Not Matty Richardson, even though he's got the same initials. Uh, named in the best for Oakley. Matty for St. Paul's. Hunt with five, Muller with four, Kremborg with three, as you just said there. Donners, Kremborg, Hayes and Hunt named in the best for St. Paul's. Well, this one, which you were at yesterday afternoon, was an absolute cracker uh, for Dingley. 12-3, how's that accuracy? Yeah. 75, defeating Morty Alec, 4-10-34. Kristen Fan le- legitimately took 20 marks in defence. Really? Unbelievable. And about 10 of them were probably intercept marks. Morty Alec just kept bombing it long into his... Into, his space and he just um, kept picking it off. So good win from Dingley. Um, bounced back after a disappointing loss the week before, but um, tough times ahead there for uh, for Morty Alec. They're they're not in great form at the moment, and that's exactly why Bugs taking this month yes, off. Yeah. Uh, Dan Farmer with the five, Hard with four, Fian Horton Milne and Hard, and Lucas Wormsley as well named in the best two mm. for uh, the Dingoes, which is good to see. No multiples for Morty Alec, but Summons Haslam and Nichols. I reckon it's around about this time every year they uh, the boys from Mordialic go on holidays or yep you know, well the Euro Luke, trips. Luke Barnhorn's away yep. um, so he's in he's in Europe so mm. that's not uh, not good ugly result to come out of Turner mm. Road Reserve yesterday afternoon Hyatt obviously making the the step up to Division One and succumbed to Port Melbourne eleven eight seventy four to Port Melbourne's 23-8-146. No, no goal kickers or best players for Port Melbourne very disappointing but. I've they, got many thoughts they, on that. I'm not going to. They were, they were, they'll be happy that they bounced back after a disappointing loss to Cheltenham last week. They were disappointing. So. Good to see Joel Jones kicking three goals for Hyatt. Them, uh, Hoare with three. Jackson, Hoare, and Scott named in the best there. And a quick look at the ladder as we wrap up Beyond the Boundary for another week here on 88.3 Southern FM. It's Rosellas time. <laughs> on the top of the ladder, get around the Rosellas. Only five wins, two losses. Dingley, five wins, two losses. Also on the top there. Port Melbourne, four wins, three losses. St. Paul's, four wins, two losses. Morty Alec, four and three. Bentley, four and three. East Melbourne, three and four. St. Kilda, three and four. Oakley, one and five. And Hyatt, one and six. Donners, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, mate. We'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks' time, I guess. Yes, we are going to take a break next Sunday, and we will probably replay our most recent Sandringham match of the day. That was one of my best calls. Which was against Essendon. You did feature in that, so people (laughs) will still hear you next weekend. But thanks for joining us here on 88.3 Southern FM, your home of local footy. This has been Beyond the Boundary, and we'll see you in a fortnight's time to cover everything across the local footy traps. Until then, enjoy your footy. I've been Carl Bianco. John Donahoe has joined me as usual on a Sunday morning. Coming up, The Vibe with Lana and Penny. Until next time, it's bye for now. Uh-huh.